thank you for your mercies. Thank you for your grace. Thank you because you have been good to us. Lord, continue to mold us, make us, fashion us. Fashion us in your image, my God. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord.
Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you this morning in thanksgiving, thanking you for your great grace, thanking you for your tender mercies, Lord, thanking you for blotting out our complaints. Yes, Lord. Father, we look to you. Send your anointing, send your word, send your grace, send your strength. Build us up, O oh God, in our most holy faith. Teach us to pray in the Holy Spirit. Lord, teach us how to wait on you. Teach us how to trust in you. Teach us how to believe in you, my God, in the name of Jesus. Great grace. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we thank you. Hallelujah, we worship you. towards us in the name of Jesus Christ. Today is Wednesday, July 29th, 2020, and this is the Master of Arts New Testament Letters program, and our topic today is, We glory in you for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure. Our topic today, We glory in you for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure. Yesterday we spoke to you and we showed you that we must suffer tribulation. Yesterday we told you that if we suffer with him, we must reign with him. And here the Apostle Paul continues in his writings Yes, the Apostle Paul continues in his writing to the Thessalonians. This is the second epistle that we begin today. Paul, in writing to the Thessalonians, continued to reaffirm the fact that they would suffer tribulation. He said, we glory in you for your patience. Tribulation worketh patience. And your faith when you're in trials, when you're in persecutions, your faith, your trust, your confidence in God is called upon and increase that you might endure your trials. You think it not strange concerning the fiery trial that shall come upon you to try you. So we glory in you for your patience. In your patience possess ye your soul and your faith. In all your persecutions, the things you go through, the things you experience, and tribulations that you endure. Paul continued by saying, as we said before, So say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be a curse. We must stay with the word of God. We must stand in the apostles' doctrine. We must not deviate. We must not add to or take therefrom, but we must stand in the word. And as we said before, 
So say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be a curse. Paul, in writing to the Thessalonians, told them in the second chapter of 2 Thessalonians, verses 3 and 4, let no man deceive you by any means. It is a fact that there is a deceiver. The spirit of deception is going out into the world. Adam was first formed and he was not deceived. But the woman being deceived was in the transgression. So here Paul is saying to the Thessalonian church, Let allow no man to deceive you by any means. For that day, the day of the coming of the Lord, that day shall not come except there come a falling away first and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worship so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God showing himself that he is God it's important that we understand in scripture there are many allegories metaphors etc they are in scripture and the word tells us that we should know that our bodies are the temple of God know ye not that your bodies are the temple of God so here is this individual is going to be revealed who opposed and exalted himself above all that is called God he'll be presenting himself He'll be showing himself that he is God. He will be seeking to be worshipped. He opposes and exalted himself above all that is called God. Or that is worshipped. So that he as God sitting in the temple of God. Showing himself that he is God. Do not let any man deceive you by any means. For the day of the Lord. The coming is appearing. That day shall not come. Except there come a falling away first, a falling away of the church. Members, believers, people who you thought were standing, except they fall away and that man of sin, that man of sin be revealed, is the son of perdition. So don't be deceived. Paul continued to reassure and to reiterate to the church the fact that they should not allow individuals to spoil them. In Colossians chapter 2 verse 8 he said, Beware, beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. You see, there are certain basic ways and principles of the world the way the world operates in a naturalistic way. They have their cultures, the ways of the world. Men will try to get you to embrace the things of the world, the basic things. But Paul says, don't allow, don't allow anyone to spoil you through philosophy, the arguments of Plato, Socrates, and Aristotle, and many others. Don't allow them to spoil you with all those great big swelling words and arguments and ideas meant to twist and to wrap your mind. Beware, lest any spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men. They had those traditions and those behaviors 
over many thousands of years. Be weird. Be on your guard. They have done it in the past. They are presently doing it and they will continue to do it in the future. So you must be on your guard. Beware. Lest any man spoil you through philosophy. They take you to the universities and the colleges and they will try to steer you away from the word of God. Yes, they'll try to steer you away from the scriptures. Yes, they will try to steer you away from the house of God so that you are now engaged and entangled with philosophy and the cultures and the things of this natural world. But you must understand that their intent is to spoil you, cause you to be lesser than what you were when you first came. But John, in writing his first epistle, chapter 4, verse 1, wrote these words, Beloved, Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. So you and I have an obligation. Yes, individuals will approach us. Individuals will come to us with various arguments. But we must not just readily and in a gullible way receive everything presented to us. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. Why? Because many false prophets are going out into the world, and Satan manifests himself as an angel of light. How much more is ministers? They will dress themselves up in robes and colors and fish hats and backward collars and shawls and put on a Hollywood production to entice you. But they will not remain in the word of God. They will not remain in the apostles' doctrine. So when you start testing what they say and what they do by the word of God, it will not stand up. So you have to be skeptical when you encounter individuals. You do not know them. Bible says, know them that labor among you. You have to try the spirits whether they are of God. Why? Because many false prophets, oh, they prophesying and they carrying on and they acting like Balaam, chasing after money and having the intent to go here and there and put on a great big show. But not so is God. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits. Make sure you put that test. Make sure you put that prove it on those spirits whether they are of God because many false prophets are gone out into the world how do you do that by letting the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom you got to know the word you have to know the word of God you have to know that Jesus Christ manifested himself in the flesh taught preached seen of angels, believed on in the world, receive up in the glory. You have to know the word of God. You have to know that henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Though we have known Christ after the flesh, henceforth know we him no more. You got to let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom. Then listen to this. Teaching and admonishing one another. Whenever you come into a situation where it's a dictator standing 
in front of all of the people telling you that he is the chosen one he is the one that is going to be telling everybody else everything when you have a person telling you that it is he and he alone who is going to tell you then you're not following the word the word says teaching and admonishing one another you have to be teaching and admonishing one another we're going to learn from each other we're going to instruct one another and be instructed by others. So let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. You got to be in the word. Our text this morning comes from 2 Thessalonians, the first chapter. Here we have Paul, Silvanus, and Timotheus, unto the church of the Thessalonians in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. He said grace unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We are bound to thank God always for you brethren as it is meet because that your faith grew exceedingly and the charity of every one of you all toward each other abounded so that we ourselves grow glory in you in the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure. Here we find the Apostle Paul writing and he was part of that apostolic team along with Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus and they were writing unto the church of the Thessalonians, the church that was in the spirit and knew the manifestation of God as Jesus Christ. Paul, Silvanus, and Timotheus unto the church of the Thessalonians in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, grace unto you and peace from our God. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father. God is the Father of Spirit. And we are his offspring. We are the offspring of God. And Jesus is the only begotten Son of God, full of grace and truth. He's the first begotten of the dead. Now Paul stated, we are bound to thank God always for you. We are bound. We are bound to thank God always for you. We are thanking God in the good times, in the bad times, in our ups, in our downs, in our trials, in our afflictions, in our tribulations. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is suitable, as it is meet. Why? Because that your faith groweth exceedingly. Your faith is growing. You can see it in the brethren. You can see it in the believer. You can see the growth and the confidence. You can see the changes. You can see the manifestation of the Spirit of Jesus Christ in the believer as they grow. Your faith grew exceedingly and the charity of every one of you all toward each other abounded. You've begun to show, demonstrate, exercise, love one to another and above and beyond the church to those on the outside you have begun to let your faith grow your confidence your trust in God and your love for one another abounded so here Paul says so that we ourselves glory in you we 
Paul, Silvanus, Timotheus, the rest of us. We ourselves glory in you in the churches of God for your patience and your faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that he endured. So the church at Thessalonica was going through tribulation. Just as we are, just like John did, just like Paul and the rest of the apostles, they were going through the tribulation. The tribulation began in AD 70 at the destruction of the temple, just like Jesus said. So here Paul saw the trials, the afflictions, the persecutions that the Thessalonians were enduring and he gloried in God for their endurance, their faith, their trust, their perseverance in and through the things that they experienced so that we ourselves glory in you. In the churches of God, all the churches of God that saw what they were going through stood with them for your patience. They exercised patience. Why? Because tribulation work at patience and faith. They believed. They trusted in God. He that cometh unto God must first believe that he is and is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We glory in God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions. The Bible made us to know those that live godly shall suffer persecution. And if you want to live in God and for God, you have to have the mindset and the expectation that you will be persecuted for your faith. You will suffer persecutions and tribulations and we ought to endure it. We ought to know how to go through. We ought to have our hearts fixed, our minds made up. We ought to rest in God that we are going to persevere. Now the word says in verse 5, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God. So here, manifest being shown, being made known, the tribulations, the trials, the persecutions we endure are a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God. God will judge this world and he will judge both the believer and the unbeliever. The sun riseth on the just and the unjust and God will allow us to go through because he has sealed us with his Holy Spirit. So the persecutions and tribulations that we endure are a token of the righteous judgment of God that ye may be counted worthy. The trials, think it not strange, beloved, concerning the fiery trials which shall come upon you to try you, that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which ye also suffer. Suffering, not as an evildoer, but suffering for Christ's sake is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God. That ye may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God cometh not with outward show, but the kingdom of God is within you, for which ye also suffer. Seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. So those who cause you grief, pain, heartache, trials, and persecute you will receive the same things themselves. Why? Because it's a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that bring tribulation and trials and persecution upon you. He says, and to you who are troubled, rest with us. 
to you who are going through your trials, your tribulations, your persecutions. Here, the apostle asked them to rest with us in Jesus Christ. And to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. There is coming the time when the tables will be reversed. God has set it so, just like the earth turns on its axis, each day turns around, God is going to bring the time when those who are behaving in malicious, vicious ways, inflicting persecution, inflicting affliction, destroying, tearing up, breaking down, killing, looting, stealing, all those things shall come upon them when the Lord shall be revealed. The revelation of Jesus Christ from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God. It's vital that we know him, that we know the Lord. The Bible says, Oh, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. I have to be with him in the suffering to know him. Oh, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering that I might be found worthy, the word says, that we may be found worthy of the kingdom of God for which we also suffer. It is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. And to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Beloved, 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 we must obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. If any man preach any other gospel, let him be accursed. They're going to try to take us away from the apostles' doctrine. Christ Jesus himself is an apostle. He chose 12 more apostles and he taught them, he instructed them. And the time came when Jesus and the 11 apostles went up to the mountain. He instructed them, telling them that Repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name beginning at Jerusalem. They should go into all the world and teach all nations repentance and remission of sin in his name. Peter on the day of Pentecost said, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. He did what Jesus said for him to do he did the thing that jesus opened his mind and his understanding to do there is none else there is no other gospel there is no other church than that which begun on the day of pentecost men fell away from that which begun men deviated men left and they started their own organizations and denominations there was that great falling away the bible tells us 
they departed from Jesus Christ. They rejected the name of Jesus Christ. They were threatened. They were beaten not to preach or teach in the name of Jesus Christ. And some went that way. But the day is coming when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. That day is coming. The word tells us, those who know not God and that obey not the gospel of Jesus Christ, they shall be punished with everlasting destruction. They shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Paul said, oh, that I may know him. I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. If we suffer with him, we shall reign with him. But there are those who want to avoid the sufferings of Christ and partake and participate in the glory of Christ. Their concern and their love is for the things of this world. The Bible says that they savor us the things which be of men and not the things which be of God. They want no part in the sufferings of Christ, but they claim they want to walk on streets of gold and all the gates of diamond. So their carnal desires, their carnal minds, the mind of the world, the prince of this world in them, cause them to gravitate and attach to the things that they put an economic price on rejecting the sufferings of Christ which is of more value. In flaming fire the Lord shall appear taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. They do not want to obey the gospel of Christ but they by their traditions have made the word of God of none effect they create creeds and bylaws and things like that to add to the word, to steer men away from the word because they refuse the gospel of Jesus Christ. But when he shall appear, they shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. The word says, when he shall come to be glorified in his saints, the Bible says, For whom he did foreknew, them he also called, whom he called, them he justified, whom he justified, those he sanctified, and them he will glorify. So when he comes, he shall be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. So the Lord is coming to be glorified in the saints. When he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe. Yes, because we suffer with him. We shall also reign with him. We overcome by the word of our testimony. We persevere. We press on. We walk in the spirit. We stand with the Lord. A position on every side but what do we do we trust in the Lord with all our hearts we lean not unto our own understanding in all our ways we acknowledge him and he will direct our path 
when he shall come, he shall come to be glorified in his saints. He's going to be glorified in us and to be admired in us, in all of us who believe. Because the preaching, the teaching, the word of God among you was believed. Beloved, you got to believe the word of God. The word and traditions of men are steering you to everlasting destruction. Stay with the scriptures. Rest in the scriptures. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. When he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe because our testimony among you was believed in that day. Wherefore, also, we pray always for you. We are in prayers. We are always praying. And we pray for you as we know you are praying for us. That our God would count you worthy of this calling. And fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the word of faith with power. Wherefore, we pray always for you. We always praying for you. And we know you're praying for us. That our God would count you and would count us worthy of this calling. We have to make our calling and election sure. We have to make our calling and our election sure. And he will fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power. God is able. Our God is able to do exceeding and abundant above all we can ask or think. So prayer. Prayer is essential. Prayer is us communicating with God. Perhaps he may turn and leave behind a blessing. So it's necessary, it's vital that we always pray. Man ought to always pray and not faint. In the good times we pray. In the bad times we pray. When things are going not so good, we pray. And when things are going very good, we pray. Wherefore also we pray always for you. We always pray for you. And we sure you are praying for us. That our God would count you worthy of this calling. Calling. The calling to be glorified with Jesus Christ among the saints. That's our prayer. That's our prayer for you. And that... We fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power. Trusting in him, trusting in the Lord with all our hearts, not leaning to our own understanding, in all our ways acknowledging him and let him direct our path. The Bible says that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that the name, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. The word tells us that thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. That the name of our Lord Jesus Christ might be glorified in you, and ye in him, according to the grace of our God, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Let Jesus Christ be glorified in your life. Let Jesus Christ be the Lord of your life. In all your ways, in all our ways, we must acknowledge him and he will direct our path. 
God bless you in Jesus' name. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, O God. Lord, we thank you that you have allowed us to walk in your name. You've called us. You've kept us. You've sanctified us. You've dressed us. Lord, you have put the righteousness of Christ upon us. Help us, Lord, to continue to walk during our trials, during our tribulations, during our persecutions. Help us to continue to go on. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Our topic today, we glory in you for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure. Today, we told you that we glory in you for your patience. For in your patience possess your soul. We glory in you for your persecutions and tribulations that you endure. You've demonstrated temperance. You've demonstrated long-suffering. You've demonstrated the love of Jesus Christ. We also told you that if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that he have received, he should be accursed. Let no man deceive you by any means, we told you. Do not allow yourselves to be deceived by whatever means they may choose to use. For the day of the Lord shall not come, except there come a falling away first from the church, and, and the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. So the appearing, us being caught up, shall not happen until many, leave the church many fall away from the church and the man of sin the son of perdition be revealed he opposed and exalted himself above all that is called God or that is worship so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God showing himself that he is God we also told you do not allow anyone to spoil you through philosophical arguments and the traditions of men nor the rudiments of the world but be led after the writings of Christ. Finally, the Apostle John told us, don't just believe every spirit. Beloved, believe not every spirit but try the spirits whether they are of God because many false prophets are going out into the world. Don't just be gullible. Don't just accept because somebody called themselves a whatever, a minister, a bishop, an elder, an apostle, a prophet, whatever they may call or they dress themselves in ways that would lead you to believe that of them. Do not believe every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. Adam and Eve was in the perfect setting, the perfect environment, and they were deceived of the deceiver. How do we avoid the deception that is out there? By letting the word of Christ dwell in us richly, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in our hearts unto the Lord. It is vital that we understand these things. It is vital that we pursue these things. Bible tells us that there's one mediator between God and men, and it is the man Christ Jesus. There's just one advocate with the Father, and it's Jesus Christ the righteous. So, 
we have need that no man teach us. We study together, we learn together, we admonish and learn one from another. You don't need an individual sitting there standing over you between you and God. The Bible says we are a holy nation, a royal priesthood, a nation of kings and priests. So God has chosen us and qualified us to be that which he wants us to be. So having said that, I'm going to step away from here that you may approach your throne of grace. Yes, you're permitted. You're a holy nation. You're a royal priesthood. And you can go to God for yourself. I'm going to step away from here. And you, speak to the Lord. He'll receive you in Jesus' name.